school car, work car, first car. We have you covered at Clay County Motors. We work with all credit types and take cash, so stop in and talk to General Manager Ryan Schmidt or Associate April Johnson today. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 6, and Saturdays from 9 until 4. Like us on Facebook or give us a call at 712-262-2008. Find our full inventory at okabojigmtoyota.com. We're here to help at Clay County Motors in Spencer. He's in that building. Which one is underneath the grandstand? What do they call that? Is it just uh, the, underneath the grandstand? Under the grandstand <laughs> building. Yeah, that's what I call it. I didn't it. know if it had a certain name or not. I, I don't know. You're tuned to Season 2 of the SDR Triple Option Podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Let our local voices get you ready for the weekend of football ahead. In Episode 4, the guys break down the loss to Webster City. Look ahead to Friday's MOC Floyd Valley game. Spin through the region and round things out with TJ's Top 5. Please sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Hey everybody, it's another SDR Triple Option Podcast broadcasting here from our gorgeous studios high above East Milwaukee and Spencer, Iowa. Randy, we thought about doing this week's episode from Orange City, so that way we'd already be in. We could avoid paying the 45 to $50 that they're going to charge us to get in. Yeah, you and I especially after what the fun we had with them last year. But uh, yeah, we thought about doing it from uh, secretly under the bleachers. And then just camping out there for a couple of days. Uh, but, you know, since we are members of the media, we really don't need to pay to get in anyway. If you just tell me with the SDR Triple Option podcast, you know, we, we really have an inside to not have to pay to begin with. Oh, yeah. Tell the cheapskates that. Yeah, yeah, tell them we're with the SDR Triple Option Podcast. You remember on Ace Ventura, I like you. <laughs> you get spit in the face. They might spit in our face, but they're not going to tell us they like us. Okay, well, I'm not looking for love. I'm just looking to get in for... Uh... And then I love after Jim Carrey, let me show my appreciation. Blow some snot rockets and has snot all over, if you remember that movie, When Nature Calls. It's okay. not as good as Pet Detective, but... I hope no one's getting ready to eat dinner right now as we get into that conversation. Watch but... this one in the morning, or listen, excuse me, listen to this one in the morning after you've had your coffee. But you know what, hey man, it's it's great. First week of football is in the books. Everybody, you know, we, we've got... We got the NFL going. We got high school a couple weeks in. College football's taking off. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Something about stockings and Santa and carols and reindeer and stuff. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Only John Madden could sing it better. <laughs> I tell Maybe you John what, Gruden does. I tell you what, man. It is the most wonderful time of the year, man. <laughs> I don't. It's like a Norwegian John Gruden. I don't know what the. It's. Uh, well, we could. It's better uh, than I can do. We could do a little ancestry.com on John Gruden. See what comes up. So Chucky, Chucky, Ch- Chucky will definitely be there. He was my yeah. nephew, man. Family lineage there. There's Chucky. Anyway, man, it's great to be back this week talking a little more Tiger football. Disappointing finish to a game that was certainly winnable last week. You know, I've got absolute confidence in these kids. We've got a great team. We've got amazing young athletes. We've got dedicated coaches. We just got to put the formula together, man, because this is frustrating when you know how good this team can be. 
and we're finding ways to literally shoot ourselves in the foot. I couldn't have said any better myself. Between two huge penalties last week that extended touchdown drives for Webster City. And killed one for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, two holding penalties on the first drive. We overcame the one. Then we get down to about the 15-yard line, and another holding penalty brings us back, and then that leads to our first turnover. Um, we tried a wheel route. The wheel route that worked really well against Spirit Lake the week before, we tried it again this week on second and 20, and Gage throws a pick to, uh, pick, pick to his brother. But that play was... Well covered. It was well covered, and Webster City had a lot of pressure on that play. They blitzed two guys around the outside, and uh, Gage just had to get rid of it, and they weren't fooled by that wheel route. They saw that one on film, and they said, uh, watch him if he comes out on a wheel route because that's what's going to happen. Um, I guess the good news is going forward, we have options off that. If they think a wheel route's coming, he can just stop and do a do a dig route, uh, do a do a, like a, a, come, a comeback or a slant or a something along those lines off that. So there's plenty of options there on that, but that play was well defended by Webster City, you're right. Yeah, they. I mean, and that was, you know, credit to Webster City. We complain a lot about, you know, we gave up three fumbles and an interception. You're not going to win many games giving up four turnovers. Uh, you know, and I have a conversation with Coach Ty. We'll share a little bit later. But, you know, I pointed out, first two games, we've, we've lost seven of nine fumbles. You're not going to win much doing no. that. And, and then we turn around, and it's not just that we have penalties. Every team gets penalized. But we've had some drive killers and some drive life givers in the sense of we've given the opportunities to teams. And, you know, uh, that really Webster City was opportunistic last week. Oh, for sure. Every chance we gave them, they took advantage of and made us pay for it. Well, they, they executed their offense really well. You could tell they've got a legend for a head coach, and they, they executed their toil really well. They'd, pull, they'd go over overload and pull guys every play. And we said it going in. We said it uh, last week on the podcast. We said it in the Facebook Live. They're not going to sugarcoat it. Spirit Lake kind of sugarcoats where they're going or, you know, kind of gives you a false sense of identity where they're going. Webster City, like, nah, son, we are running right there try and stop us and uh you know defense had their moments of uh brilliance i will say after the first touchdown drive i thought coach hookfund's boys really stepped up and really kind of slammed the door on them in the first half to only hold them to seven the second half you know you, you get off the field like that on a third and long and then a penalty you see it in college and the professional all the time it just kills you for momentum and i think that kind of what happened to us a little bit and they took it and ran with it give them credit literally ran with it because that's what they do well and you know the year before we talked about it last week's uh, show you know, they had produced 300-plus yards on the ground the game before ours, and then we turned around and hold them to under 65. So you're feeling pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. And last week they ran for over, two, I think, about 217 yards in their uh, season opener. Uh, and then we turn around and just lay a duck, and, and, they, and they're able to take advantage of I'll, it. I'll give uh, Webster City credit. That Trey Mathis, he was a good football player. He was our Mike linebacker. He was blitzing those A-gaps a lot. He was all over the field. He was, a load, he was a load to bring down. He would just get behind those pulling linemen. A lot of times from the spinner back, he would take uh, some, sort of a, some sort of a handoff, or sometimes he would just beat running the Wildcat and kind of go from there, either hand it off himself or run. But that kid was a really good football player. And even as, as, even as good as they played, we were, had a chance to win that game despite oh, all of that. I mean, it came down to the onside kicks at the end, and we even got two shots at that. Mm -hmm, which was uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the thing is, you got to be frustrated if you're Webster City because the reason we got two shots at it is because the first one we were – we were offside. Uh, offside. Yeah. And you think that team should be able to decline that and go, no, 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 we don't. But it's it's a, you know, it's a dead play uh, ball, so it's an out of bay. But the frustration was the same kick almost both times and great hands job uh, by the folks on Webster City in terms of getting up, uh, getting elevated and getting that ball. They actually literally outlept 
our our uh, defender or our recovery guys on that. Well, one one thing I wondered we and we substituted KP in on the second uh, on the second attempt, and we uh, took out one of our uh, guys on the outside. Do, do we not have a set hands team? You typically you have your normal kickoff team, then you go hands team. You kind of get some of your uh, your more uh, skill position guys, your linebackers, your uh, your secondary, your receivers, your running backs. You kind of get them in, and then some big boys to kind of help blow things up and occupy people. We didn't substitute anybody, so I wonder, do we have a hands team? I, I wonder that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so because some of the guys, especially the guys on the outside. Look like guys, if you're going to try and punch that kick over the first line of defense, which is what they tried to do, is kick it into the secondary, which is a little more open on that sideline kick, and have our fast guys on the outside basically trying to beat them to the ball. But I thought K K KP should have been on that team. If you're thinking of a hands team for Spencer High, you're going to have KP on that right away, aren't you? I mean, that's kind of what I thought. I would think unless yeah. there was a particular reason they didn't have him out there. I don't know. But I want to uh, – excuse me, Randy. Yeah, go ahead, I was going to talk a little bit more about the first half. You know, Our first two drives – actually, in the game in general, our, we had one punt, and then three of our drives ended in turnover, and then three ended in touchdown. So first off, you only get seven drives. We knew that coming in. You know it was going to be a, uh, a game where you didn't have many possessions because of the type of offense both teams play. You know it was going to be a well, uh, very quick game. So if you had plans after the game, you'd have plenty of time to get to them because it was going to be a pretty continuous clock. There were still restaurants open in Spencer yeah. when you got out. But our second drive ends in another fumble where we were driving. I think we had gotten across midfield at that point. But uh, like I said, the defense really stepped up and shut, uh, shut their offense down after the first drive. And then at the end of the first half, that kind of uh, kind of put a spark into everybody, the fans, the coaches, the players, right before halftime when we had our Spencer Auto Parts drive of the game. It was, uh, it was right before the half, as you remember. First play, we did a running play. Then after that, we tried a, a, a nine route to uh, KP that went incomplete. Some, somehow, Garnett's managed to overthrow him, which is just phenomenal with KP's speed and Garnett's arm. That, that's a credit to Garnett's arm, the fact he was able to overthrow him. Oh, very much so. And it was a spiral. Not by much. I mean, it was like five inches, maybe. And that, that first throw, I mean, actually, both throws. They were just tight spirals. They look pretty. I mean, God dang, Gage throws a nice ball. Very nice ball. Yeah. So then I loved it. After that, we call a timeout and... Uh, I, I kind of figured this out right away. I told the people I was beside, like, oh, we're just calling a timeout to get him some rest because we're going again. Yeah. So then after that, we go twins right, I believe, and then KP solo left. And Gage gets pressure right away, but he does a good job avoiding that, climbing the pocket. Then on a deep post, there's KP, and he throws out another beauty. And then right in stride, you couldn't hand handed the ball no, to he KP dropped it. He dropped it right, right in, in his hands. Yeah, it was sweet. So 87 that, yards, baby. So there that, win. that was our Spencer Auto Parts drive of the game against Webster City. It was three plays late in the second quarter, right before halftime, to tie the game up. Um, three plays, 87 yards from the 13. Gage Garnett's found uh, KP Carter Petznauser for an 87-yard touchdown on third and nine, and it got the score at seven-seven at half. And we really felt good actually, about we the game. We were up seven-six because Ian Youngdahl made his extra point, and their guy missed his. So we were actually up seven-six oh, at half. Yeah, we were ahead. That gave us the lead. And then uh, I KP thought it was seven, either or, either or. Yeah. You know, whatever. Oh uh, no, it was it was seven-seven uh, because we we missed our second extra point. That made it thirteen to seven. So I think I it, it was 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, we, we missed our second one. Okay, maybe it was – okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I think it was uh, – So I got it 7-7 seven, seven at half, and we really felt good about it. We did our Facebook Live at halftime. I really felt good with the way the defense was playing, and I thought even our drives that ended in turnovers, I really thought we were moving the ball well. We were running the ball well, and we finally gotten that – we gotten over the hump. We had gotten that goose egg off the scoreboard. So I really felt well going into the halftime. But uh, Spencer Auto Parts is your best option for drive lines, hydraulic hoses, 
heavy-duty parts, and everyday parts and accessories for your vehicle. Custom machine shop service on-site. Let us get your equipment ready to go. Visit Spencer Auto Parts at 416 South Grand Avenue or give them a call at 712-262-7484. And thank you, Spencer Auto Parts and Mr. Kevin Robinson, for sponsoring the Drive of the Game Weekly here on the SDR Triple Option Podcast. You know, it's... Uh... You're getting really, really good at that. I think when I die, I'm going to have you read my uh, eulogy. At Randy, I'm not good at many things. I, I, I'm really not. Except for, I guess I, guess I can read. I, I, uh, that's something I didn't know about myself coming okay. into this. All right. If you're looking for an argument, I'm not going to give you one. I'm going to tell you congratulations <laughs> on a good read. Oh, so you know I'm not good at many things. No, I'm just saying I want you to read my eulogy at my funeral. Is what I can do that. Do you want me to go with John Gruden, man? You could do it however you want to do it. Hey, speaking I, I, off the subject of the Tigers a little bit, Randy's Super Bowl prediction was Niners and Raiders. Don't rip on that it now. They're 2-0. and that Don't was, rip on it now, baby. They're 2-0. and That was not, Combined. not my prediction at all. It should be now. They're both 1-0. But I am happy. I am very pleased. That both my teams uh, won their opening games. God, how bad does Jameis Winston suck? Hey, Shaughnessy, Jameis Winston sucks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, and not just Jameis Winston, but the Shaughnessy's fantasy team sucks, too. Because that was my first week game, and I crushed his rear end. So well, Awesome. I wish the Mr. Schmedium-wearing shirt was here this week, so I could rub that in his face a little bit. But hopefully he's listening. And uh, You know he'd be wearing his Ryan Fitzpatrick shirt here, you right? Know, you, you know that for a fact. Fitting extra tight. Oh, yeah, and he'd be telling us, like, yeah, I did squats earlier today. Put a few plates on the bar and squatted it. Then I went deadlift. Not a big deal. Like, yeah, Shaughnessy, you obviously did curls, too. or you, Obviously your, your mother uh, dried your shirt. Because it looks extra small, right? Yeah, don't dry it in hot. No, don't dry it in hot. If it's cotton, don't dry your shirts. Uh, Shaughnessy didn't believe in that. He wanted tighter the better. That's right. He so, was he was a hot drying kind of guy. You know? Oh, yeah, so he's already buying mediums. And then, Mom, I need you to dry this a lot. Now, here's the sad thing is he's not even here to defend himself, and we're still tearing him apart. Oh, he'll listen. Gone he'll, not, pick, he'll pick gone up on it. Gone but not forgotten. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So back to the game. Oh, <laughs> Our man, little, we have to go back to the attack. A little Shaughnessy attack, but you know the guys look good. So come out again, score, and that's early in that uh, third quarter. Midway through the third quarter, I'm trying to remember. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yeah, it was it was third quarter. It was off of KP's fumble recovery. We came out, we got the second half kick, returned it to the midfield, the midfield, returned it to midfield. Um, good chance for momentum there. Unfortunately, we went three and out, and both teams kind of kind of shared uh, possessions back and forth a little bit. And then Webster City's driving. We force a fumble. KP recovers, and then uh, was Nissen for about 19. Yeah, Johnny Nissen. Uh, Actually had a really good drive. Had a few big carries on that drive, and then took it in from 18. And unfortunately, we missed the extra point. That would have been uh, that would have been big, I, I believe. But uh, yeah, sometimes that happens. I couldn't kick. Game. I can't kick a ball either, so I'm not ripping yeah. on anybody at all. So. so no, no, Ian's had a really good season uh, to this point. Ian Youngdahl, who's been our uh, okay. Ty told me. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We were having a conversation after I got done interviewing him earlier, and he said he didn't even realize he had missed the kick. Because he was turned around talking to somebody, and Ian's been so automatic, he uh, didn't even think about it. And then he turned around and saw the score was 13-7. to 7. He goes, hey, man, they got to fix the scoreboard. And, uh, he's, and they're like, no, 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 he didn't make the kick. Well, you th- like, he didn't well, make the kick because he, he just he considers it that automatic. I guess you think of our teams in general. I mean, we've always had good kickers. Kale Salton last year. Off the, soccer kids. Man. Off the top of my head, I can't even think if he missed a kick last he year. He may and have missed one or two. Yeah, not not, not very many. And he made a few, a few field goals last year, too. So he was kind of a Mr. Automatic. And then, of course, Mike Story punting last year. And I will say 
Kenny Rash has done a good job punting this year. The one punt he did have, he pinned him like inside the 10 yard line or so. Yeah, he just got to get more time. He's, I know. he's like playing, hurry up, kick, my going to die. The one year. punt that we did have, we it was much better. We kept more guys in the block, and it was much better. There's not much of a rush, and he really got off a rocket. And that was after a holding penalty in that first drive in the second half, right. too. So, And then it was really unfortunate. You know, after we go up 13 7, we have them stuffed. And that's when we get that bizarre face mask penalty, which I watched the game back and I couldn't see anything. But they threw the flag four yards behind the line of scrimmage. I don't see how you get a face mask penalty there. I, well, the frustration is if it's that far behind the play, what were we? I, I, that's know. a that's a good question. But it was thrown by the thrown by the umpire. Yeah, four yards behind the line of scrimmage on a pass play. Just bailed him out. It's here's what so, here's what somebody told me, and I I don't know this for a fact, but this was a conversation I had with a coach. And the coach told me, and this actually an official told me the same thing, uh, who was not officiating a game when they told me this. It was just something they passed on to me. That they had an officials meeting uh, this year that officials are supposed to attend and told them not to be so flag happy unless it directly affects a play. That you know, oh. And I don't know about you, but I'm oh, not the geez. kind of person who wants to go to a football game to no. watch hankies fly all over the field. Well, I think there's some officials who believe that, who think we're there for them, uh, to watch them in action. It's really not the case. Now, I do I want them to keep control of the game? Yes. yes. Do I want to keep the players safe? Yes. yes. Do I want to, if, if, if someone holds on a touchdown run, do I want that to be called? Yes, it should be Especially called. Especially if it affects the outcome Coach of the Ty play. Is, Coach Ty has not argued with a call against him this year. Uh, even, you know, we talked about that pass interference, and you and I had discussed it uh, after the game last week that we got called against us at the time, but we didn't think it was a good call. And you said in aftermath, I, I it think, was a good call. I Coach Ty said call. it was a good yep. call. Uh, you know, we had a, a hold that brought back a play on a big run. And Coach Tice said it was a legitimate call. But that goes uh, back to what you just said, call. Randy. It, that didn't affect the outcome of the play. So, Well, the chicken wing hold did because oh, it, it did? right around that end. Yeah. Oh, it was, oh, it was kind of behind, but he goes, if he'd have blocked him properly, it would have never been a, a call. And it, But the play did run that way, so obviously the refs okay. are looking right there. But what they're, what, face they're, mask. what they're not supposed to be doing is calling it. Now, the face mask, they probably could have come up and got in the – perpetrator's face a little bit about it and say next time you know you're lucky it didn't affect the play next time you're going to get whistled or something mm-hmm. but it's just like it's becoming flag happy out there yeah so apparently some of these officials are not attending the official meetings because they're either not caring not hearing i don't know whatever but it just it gets annoying to watch just flags all over the field i mean i get, get, get it I, well, and off that credit, Webster City, how do you run that many times and don't get one single holding call or nothing? I want to say they had one penalty on the night, and that was a personal foul on uh, our second-to-last drive when we were down 14-13. to 13. It really helped kept keep the drive alive. But other than that, they didn't have any penalties. Now, maybe. Now, is that because they didn't commit any penalties? Or, or they didn't? They weren't seen. I don't know. I give them credit one way or the other. I'm the, not sure which. i got to tell you, there are times when I swear to you, the referees just close their eyes on one side of the field, and, and the other s- side they've got them wide open. I don't see how you uh, you run that many plays without at least one ten yard infraction. I don't know, but that was a it was a well run offense. Like I said, you know they just they just pull and they don't sugarcoat it. They they really force you to read your keys. And at times at times our linebackers and our D line did a great job of it. But there were times where they uh, kind of let a few things go. So you got a got a few things to clean up on both sides of the ball. We'll agree with that, and everyone will agree with that. So, you know, we, we get, uh, they come back, they take the lead. We're driving down the field late in the game, and just this zinger of a pass, this bullet of a pass, 
for and I don't know what was it twenty four yards thirty four yards the scoring the to, final, K, to KP the second to KP the second, the second one that thing was a laser and 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 he was under pressure again Gage was fires that thing out there catches us on the flat and then we get back within striking distance mm-hmm. you know puts us right in there uh, had a chance it gave us a chance. Yeah, it did for sure. We just had to recover an onside kick, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Webster City credit again. We fumble on the the drive before well, we get down to the, like the 43 yard line, second and five. This is one thing I'd like to see. Um, you see Carter Petzenauser one on one with no safety help. I'd go to him a lot more. Whether it want to be a slant, a dig, um, a drag route, go route, uh, seven routes, post something. I'd like to see them go to him a lot more. Anytime he's isolated. Anytime he's a one-on-one situation, mm-hmm. you definitely want to see that. You want to see that. So we talk about it a little bit. And I had a chance to you know catch up with Coach Ty before the podcast today and ask him a few questions. One of them I asked him was about KP. I've got that. Let's go to that interview just so you can hear what he said about last week's game. You know the penalties. I mean, that they're just they're drive killers on offense, and then they're on defense. They're drive. Survivors, they they keep the drives alive for the other team, and so those are killers, and we've got to clean that up. And they're all things that are, you know, a holding call. Um, it's, it, it, it's inexcusable to get a holding call, and we had two key ones. Um, they, actually, I think we had three. I think we had three holding calls, and then we had a personal foul that kept the drive alive. We had, a, you know, and then the turnovers. You know, we had two of those um, coughed up, and and uh, I think one was on a fourth down. Uh, you can say maybe that one didn't count matters much because we didn't get the fourth down. We didn't get the yardage either. But we just we're just playing sloppy right now, and and uh, that come falls back on myself. And we've got to make sure we're doing things cleaner in practice, and and that's what we're kind of focusing on this week. Last year, when you guys faced uh, uh, Webster City, you guys were able to hold their rushing offense yep. to about 64 yards yep. and they came in with a couple of the same characters yep. and and really took advantage of us this year what was the difference do you think i mean are there adjustments well, we need to make to, to deal no, with that or? you know and everybody's really always quick to jump on you know we got to change scheme we got to change well, this we got to do this we got to do the, you know same with offense you know and yeah. and when we watch the film it's all things that we have to do fundamentally you know oh, last year we played very fundamental football we kept the Linemen off our linebackers, and our linebackers made a great – I mean, Chase Huff had a tremendous game a year ago on defense, and he was where he needed to be. And in this game, we, we kind of went rogue too much. You know, we had guys that – we weren't hammering the linemen in front of us to keep them off the backers. Uh, backers were not maybe aligned correctly or, uh, you know, doing their responsibilities. We got sucked in on two, three reverses, you know. And so we just did not – and I would make a very good argument. They were a more talented team a year ago. And they thought this was going to be more of a downtime. Uh, they're young. And um, I thought their offensive line uh, controlled. How about both their lines controlled the line of scrimmage? I think that's, you know, the story of it. You know, offensively, we've got to um, be more consistent on the line. We've got too many leaks. Um, we were concerned there's a – We've gotten kind of a front in our last three games, going back to Sergeant Bluff, the teams are doing. It wasn't as much the, the front we're getting as we're getting leaks in the backside, and, and it's causing you know, some of those turnovers you're talking about as well. Not wanting to give away too much, obviously, heading to another game this week, but uh, Carter Petzenhauser, two big plays last week, uh, mm-hmm. two touches, two touchdowns, which is yeah. a nice formula. That's a good equation. That is, yeah. Uh, is there any way to get the ball in his hands more 
in your yeah. offense. I mean, you guys, I know it's all predicated on that triple option yeah. and a lot of it, but he, he is such an athlete yeah, he is. Uh, to, and a playmaker. Yep. Is there any way to work that ball, or is this maybe something we're saving for a little later this year when you really well, need it? I mean, I, I guess you could look at how we got the ball into Michaels and in in, in, uh, Carter's hands last year. Ideally, we're doing it in situations where it's a favorable down and distance and we're not throwing out of desperation. Now, the other night, yeah, those look good, but if you really look at the film, those are still pretty desperate. I mean, Gage was about ready to get hit. He, threw, he made a heck of a throw. He couldn't even get the follow-through in on that one before half and uh, hit Carter right in stride, and it's a great uh, pass. And then the other one was we're scrambling around. We've got, you know, if, if, if we're going to drop back, 25 times a game, it's going to get ugly. Because we saw that the previous week at Spirit Lake when we had to throw. Because it's, it's not easy to protect a quarterback, and, and that is not something, you know, you've got to kind well, of you've got a big you've got a big line and a smaller yeah. quarterback, yeah. which, I mean, he's a ch- it's a challenge. But he does see. a good job of scrambling. And but philosophically, you've got to kind of decide in high school football, what are you? And Because mm-hmm. you can't spend time like you do at the upper levels. Because at the higher levels, or even 4A football, you know, you have all the offense separate from the defense, like a West Des Moines Valley. And you can spend more time on – just as much time on pass protection as you can. So, you know, you've got to prioritize what you are. And we, we, we know who we are. We gotta, and that's an that's a option football team that we want to throw off a of play action ideally. Um, and we know every – you know, once or twice a game you're going to have a down and distance. You've got to complete a – you know, uh, big play. You yeah, play. Or, or a 14-yard pass here or there, you know. But to say we're going to – you know, uh, and, and the other thing is teams are going to. That's what they did with Michael last year. They're going to start double covering him. And so we need another guy to step up that can. And that's what Carter did last year that opened it up for both of them. So, you know. Find that second guy that can help. Yeah, take some up. of the pressure. Yeah, and then for, uh, and make them pay for double coverage. Well, we heard Coach Ty talking about uh, KP, Carter Petznauser, and uh, Kid had a beast of a game the other night, and he was by leaps and bounds, in my opinion, our Hy-Vee Tiger of the game. Um, he had a, a whale of a game against uh, Webster City. Finished with, uh, he had two balls, 121 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he had a huge fumble recovery that got us to the lead that we've already talked about, Randy, in the second half. And he had a, a mitt full of tackles, I think six or seven, something like that. So definitely our High V Tiger of the game. And High V is proud to recognize Carter Petzenhauser as the Tiger of the game for the SDR Triple Option podcast. Shop High V on Grand Avenue for all your pregame tailgating needs. Which will be huge this week considering it's Hawkeyes and Cyclones. There you go. And Packers, Vikings. So well, two that's huge big ones. Too. That's big too, two Mr. Huge Vikings ones. fan. Get to Hy-Vee, get your wings and your chicken and your adult beverages if you're old enough. So, Anything else we should be checking on here, TJ? Well, yeah, you got to set up your offensive line against that honey-do list on game day with a gift for her from Nelson Jewelry. The perfect gift in your budget, Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. Teachers, military, and first responders ask Holly Brink with EXP Realty about the hero program rebates when looking to buy or sell a house. That's Holly Brink at 712-363-2399 or thinkhousesthinkholly.com. That's a heck of a that's a heck of a uh, discount that she's given there. I like that, you yeah, know, I with like teachers. People, teachers in the military and the police officers and the firefighters, they definitely need to be uh, They're all sure. under attack. They, yeah, they all need to be. Um, insurance Associates of Spencer, your one stop for insurance from a locally owned agent. Insurance agency with more than 35 years in business here in Spencer. Call 712-262-1918. Hey, TJ. Yeah, buddy. If you and I had hair, 
Prefer not to, but go on. Okay. Let Lisa take care of you and have you looking your best today after a visit to the Average Joe Salon for Men. Call for an appointment, 712-580-3356. And don't forget, it's $2 off Wednesdays. Well, I do cut my hair every Wednesday, but I've had my same razor for like three or four years now. So I bought it for like 30 bucks, and it's paid for itself in spades. If it goes bad, you know where to go. Well, absolutely, to uh, see my friend Lisa Brown at... Uh, uh, average, average, Joe. average Joe Hair Salon for Men, of course. Yeah. At Brown Shoe Fit, we look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any apparel or occasion. That's Brown Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer or this week out at the Clay County Fair. He's in that building. Which one is underneath the grandstand? What do they call that? Is it just uh, the, underneath the grandstand? Under the grandstand building. Yeah, that's what I call it. I didn't it. know if it had a certain name or not. I, I don't know. But he's out there. They're out there this week, and they're still open on Grand. So they go give him a shout. They got a huge yes, they do. Uh, amount of shoes out there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they're supposed to have, man. Well, it's a shoe business. Can you imagine having to load all that in and load it out? Don't make them load it out. They had to load it in, go out there and buy some shoes. So, yes, people, go out there and buy them out of inventory. That way they don't have to take anything back. Absolutely. But, yeah, he tells me. Uh, Dustin in there, he tells me right before fair and right after. It's a hectic time for him, but they they it's a good uh, it's a good time. It's of a year. hectic time for all of us. Yeah, me. no kidding. Well, I, being a salesman, mine is right before the fair. You as the editor here at the Spencer Daily Reporter, yours is during the fair. Well, and before the fair. And oh yeah, fair. that's true. Yeah, the so. the guide in the preview doesn't write itself, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <For>, Touche. <laughs> so TJ, what up, man? We got a road trip. This week, going west on Highway 18, west of Spencer, a.k.a. the most dull, boring drive in the history of dull and boring drives. Not counting Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I've never driven through Nebraska, thankfully. It's a long, boring drive. (laughs) That I can tell you. Isn't there some point where if you don't have gas, you're kind of SOL? If you're on 80 going west? Yeah, you 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 want to fill up. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't be one of those people who goes. I'm going to just try to get to the next stop because if you get on 80 going west in Nebraska, the next stop may be out of gas in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, Randy, in general, when you see a quarter of a tank in your gas gauge, do you think like, oh, I've got this, I've got another hundred miles, or are you thinking, OMG, I've got to get to a gas station? Depends on where I'm at. Oh, sure. If yeah. I'm in town here, I don't panic too much. Yeah. But if I'm out on my way someplace and You'd I look down, yeah. I'm looking <laughs> at it going, man, I hope Hartley's a little closer than I thought it was. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the way it is. But, you know, you and I, were going to fill up. We're heading to Orange City. Got to fl- gotta flush these. Got to flush the last game and move on to the next one because MOC will be ready. I'm hoping the Dutch are the remedy we need. Yes. I, you know, the, they, ver- the very cheap remedy we need. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to the road trip. I'm looking forward to our live Facebook podcast. Mm-hmm. People got to tune into that. Absolutely. Check us out before the game, in the middle of the game, and then, of course, after the game. And uh, we'll update you if you can't be there. We know that's kind of the case for a lot of these road trips that people aren't making them. Now you know where to tune into to find out what's going on. You just uh, put us on a Facebook Live. And- Spencer daily reporter follow that first and then follow the sdr triple option podcast on facebook you will see our man justin filming live from the game i mean who else had kp's touchdown on tape last week both touchdowns on tape last week the sdr triple option podcast on facebook did that's who yep that's right so if you're not watching shame on you but uh yeah definitely tune us in but we'll have a lot to talk about uh just just gotta flush webster city it's over can't do nothing about that you get 24 hours one way or the other lose or win 24 hours yeah and that's and that's an absolutely the right approach to Mm -hmm. it i mean you can't sit around dwelling on it you can't change it no you can learn from it and that's i'm sure what we've been doing this past weekend practice is working on uh, mitigating mistakes 
I mean, that's that's what I would have spent my time on this week. Well, we've got uh, MOC Floyd Valley. They're 0-2, so they're looking for a W-2. They're just as hungry as we are. You know, they, they, they play in a district that they feel is very winnable, and they're not counting out the playoffs yet, and they're going to get their quarterback back, Colton Corver. He's, uh, I think Coach Tile tells us here in a minute that he had some uh, suspension-related terrorism that he had to battle, but he's back now, and he's he's, he's, he's ready he's to... He's not a terrorist, folks. Don't, don't miss it. He, uh, so suspension-related terrorism. Well, he probably went into the bakery and, and got something uh, not on discount prices oh yeah probably that, that is a terrorist act in oh, yeah. sioux county Absolutely. So, uh, anyway no we, but, don't, we don't know why he wasn't playing but he wasn't in the lineup but and, he will be back and you know he's watched his buddies play for the first two weeks uh, and take l's both two weeks so he's in there uh, he's going to come back and hope to improve on that and then in doing our research for this game i see graham mayros back last year he gashed us for almost 100 yards last year I, I was really impressed with that kid last year he was a good football player yeah as i recall he got hurt yeah he, he got a concussion that was scary. Yes, that was it was. Scary, I'm very scary. Glad he uh, glad he made a full recovery and he's back this year. I'll, if if we win, I'll be happier that he's back. If he yeah. if he uh, if they take care of us, I don't know how I'll feel. But uh, I guess you know, happy for that young guy. He's back because he was. I was impressed with him last year. Yeah, and that was that was a very very scary moment on the football field. Mm-hmm. You never want to see a kid. No, absolutely not. Uh, taken off that way. But uh, glad he's back. We'll be seeing them probably close to full strength. They've been a little beat up this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as they, have we. Yeah, as have we. Uh, we're not going to be quite back to full strength. Uh, we still will be without Isaiah Spencer, from what I hear. Uh, Coach Ty wanting to err on the side of caution here and rest him up a little bit more. Um, you know, obviously the key there is having him ready for yes. district. Uh, from what Coach Ty did tell me off the record, uh, unofficially, I mean, just it's not, yeah. you know, we're not going to discuss player injuries or any of that. But his suggestion was if he's feeling up to it and he looks and they think he's competent and ready, we might see him a little bit next week just to shake some rust off. Homecoming. Uh, for homecoming. But he said even that he's not certain of at this time. It's gonna do a lot's gonna depend on progress he makes between now and then. And then that makes sense. I mean the the district yeah, we play these non district games, you know, fill the schedule and you know, play a rival like Spirit Lake and get some other opportunities and play some other really good teams like Humboldt next week, Webster City traditionally a good program last week as a Spirit Lake and uh you play those games to get a feel, a feel out, but the district is really when it uh, – that's what you really get ready for. That's week five mm-hmm. against Innocent Schleswig, and uh, that's what he wants to be have everybody yep. full strength for. Um, you know, I'm not sure on some of the other statuses. It sounds like uh, Mr. Pingle is going to be uh, probably getting a few more offensive carries this week. He must be doing well. This is a kid who's probably got a uh, – if he wants it, a uh, post-high school football career ahead of him at some school. So, you know, there's a bit of a risk there, too. And, you know, we're just prayers that nothing happens worse to him so that, he, you know, nothing affects his play. He just continues to heal. But we may see him on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, that's a great opportunity to see him get showcased a little bit more. Of course, Kenny Rash has done a great job back there for us. Uh, Garnett's done this. And, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys have stepped in to fill in key roles and the absence of some major players. Coach Ty, very excited for an opportunity to step on the field with MOC Floyd Valley this week. Right after the game, I said, you know, we got to quit worrying about what our RPI is and how many games we got to win and do we got to win the district. Just we got to win a game. We just got to win a game. And that really helps with the morale, your attitude at practice. You know, you get a win, you get a little confidence because we're, we're not that different from a year ago. You know, yeah, we lost some key players. You're always going to lose some seniors, but. Um, 
we're, we're not a team that should be 0 2. I used in practice last night, I go, you know, you think about the Red Sox a year ago, they won 108 games and they, they were ahead of the Yankees by 18 and a half. This year, I don't even know if they're going to get 90 wins and uh, they're eight and a half games back. You know, what, and they have the same team. Yeah. They have the same. So what changed? Same, yeah, yeah, what changes? And uh, so we've got to get refocused and. You know, we've got some young guys, and, and maybe I expected too much from some of the first-time starters in that line because that is um, that is an evolution type thing. You know, you do gotta you gotta get game experience, and you gotta learn from that game experience. But now we gotta step it up and uh, have more consistency. What do we know about MOC Floyd Valley? Um, it's hard to tell you what we know because they've had so many guys out. Uh, their starting quarterback, the kid that played against us a year ago, has not played yet this year. And he's coming off, I believe, a suspension, and now he'll, he will play this week. Uh, so then they went to the number two quarterback who immediately got hurt. I, be, I even think they might have been on their – I know their third, maybe even their fourth quarterback against Lamar's. And they had some other injuries as well. So they're a little beat up. They'll have some of their guys back. and um, They're going to be hungry too. Yep, they're going to be hungry, and they're playing at home. And, you know, they always play a lot tougher at home. And um, we're, we're going to have to play well. So I think this week – couple of keys and they're very basic and they're very simple <laughs> i i know where you're going with this keep the ball in our hands yeah i knew that one uh keep possession do not give them opportunities uh they're going to take advantage of anything we give them we don't need to give them anything make them earn everything they get that's that's take number one number two that was a long number one i thought sorry. that was like three and four sorry number two <laughs> do not Commit silly penalties. Uh, just don't shoot yourself in the foot in general. Well, that sums up basically what you just said. And in my opinion, just just come out and flush these guys early. I mean, these guys are 0-2. They know they're not as good as us. Don't let them hang around. Just come out. Let's just bust them in the mouth right away and let them know right away, like, yeah, you're not winning this game. Let's go up two, three touchdowns at halftime. Steal and just, their spirit. Yeah, just send a message like, yeah, you're, you're, you didn't belong in the field with us last year. You don't belong on the field with us this year. But don't let that offense get going because they've got some good players. I mean, I mentioned Graham Mayrose earlier, and their quarterback was a good player last year. Don't let these guys get humming. They're going to get some confidence. Webster City, they took it right down our throat the very first drive last week. They got some confidence right away, and you know, obviously we saw how that worked out. I mean, we obviously handed them the game. I think any, no one will disagree that, but do not hand these guys the game. Just come out, just bust them in the mouth, and let's, let's go home. Yeah, possession. Take advantage of every opportunity you have, and don't give up any opportunities to the other team. I mean, that's just simple game formula. Mm -hmm. that's, that's certainly not any great wisdom thought through that's just common sense in terms of approach to football but you know I, these kids don't go out with the intent of making mistakes or losing games no. or that kind of thing it's, it's not what i'm suggesting but mental focus is as big as the physical part of the game you've got to have your head oh, yeah. on straight and i know after these first two games these guys got to be mentally reeling a little bit at least i would be i this, don't know how this game will show their mental toughness for sure all all the way around players coaches you know fans too in general it'll show kind of mental toughness for all of us i mean you still got to go out and support these guys it's still a really good team and these guys got to go out and play it and you know the, the season's not over yet i mean this, they no. got a lot to play for yet no 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 and we had two very winnable games taking nothing away from either spirit lake or webster city both those games were winnable and we surrendered them. Mm -hmm. This time we can't do it. We, we got to get this win. We need to come out of there with the, the W, get the spirit back up here, fire everybody up going into homecoming week, and then come back with another win. 
homecoming week so we can enter with some momentum into that district schedule, which is not going to be fun. No, there's a, we, you know, looking at our district, I think Storm Lake is 2-0 and now. Um, Dennis and Schleswig, I'm not sure, but Sergeant Bluff Luton, we know they're the, the kings of the district. Uh, Lamar's looking like a pretty solid team. They're 1-1, one and one, could easily be 2-0. and so. yeah, Storm Lake's 2-0, and but who have they played? St. Yeah. Mary's School for the Blind and, uh, you know, uh, Barney's Dog Barn. I mean, I don't eh. think that they played anybody. 2-0, and o, still 2-0. and o. You're still you're still feeling good. I, I, I agree with you, though, Randy. I, I definitely agree with you that their level of competition hasn't been to ours. But uh, still 2-0, and o, but we're all looking up at Sergeant Bluff, Luton, so... Speaking of uh, which, we got some other games to talk here a little bit about. Because that's how we roll. We talk about everybody here. Yeah, we can take a look. You know, of course, the MYFL Regional Game of the Week this week is uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton and Sioux City East. Uh, well, that was in the conversation. They are not the Game of the Week. It was definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Sioux City East is 2-0. They've started off beating Helan, which they haven't done much of, and then they disposed of Sioux City West, but, who isn't any good. But we decided we were tired of talking about Sergeant <laughs> Bluff Luton. You guys get enough run. We're going to talk about somebody else. Yeah. So we're looking ahead to the Boydenhole Rock Valley at West Lion game, a 2-A, 1-A matchup on the road there at Inwood. That field, if you've ever been up there, very cool. absolutely stinks. Yeah. Oh, I, I, thought, I think it's, I like the I like the coolest atmosphere. Dude, it's though. up on well, it's a great atmosphere, yeah. but it's up on a hill with nothing around it. Play there in October, it stinks. Oh, it's I, cold I can believe that. Windy, it's miserable. I had to cover Kyle yeah, Vandenbosch playing football up there just watching him run that. over. Oh, it was horrible. You're standing out there numb. It's not the field bad. It's just that time all of year the, you don't want to be on a hill with nothing around. All those there. manure spreaders after the harvest and all the crops have gotten out. Yeah, I can I can believe that one for sure, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> but now that said, there's a lot of success that has been born on that field over the years. And BHRV needs a little love because uh, they are 0-2 yes, they coming are. into this game. And this is a team that's been a perennial state power. Uh, West Lyon has already flexed its muscles a couple times, this, including a Lyon County rival. In the opening week, they just crushed Central Lyon. Yeah. And what would have formerly been a, really a potential game. Uh, regional game of the week. Well, BHRV, they're, we talked about this earlier, they're non-district schedule. I mean, they start with West Sioux, who's one of the best teams in Iowa. I mean, you can I think you can line them up with anyone. They'll be like, yeah, let's go. Let's bring well, it. They get a know? great quarterback. They yeah. Just, you know. I think, yeah, they'll, they'll take on anybody. And then whole Western Christian, who's off to a pretty good start in this season, and and that's and that's not a game. And those two those two teams have been. There was a year I think they both won state championships. Yeah, a couple and years they ago. Share a very, field very recently. I mean, how rare is that? They actually share a field and they both won state championships. Then BHRV next week they have Sergeant Bluff Luton. I mean, find me a team that has a tougher non-district schedule than that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My God! But um, they go out. They challenge. They they challenge themselves. They want to play the best to be the man. Ric Flair. Woo! you got to beat the man, right? And that's BHRV's uh, motto, and that's what they're thinking. And Corey Brandt, their head coach, I was actually over there when he first came to uh, Spencer uh, and took over there, on uh, Rock Valley, and yeah. took over that program uh, for uh, Boynton Hole Rock Valley. And uh, just he has done phenomenal things with them. Off to a rough start this year, but this is a game they need to win to get, just like Spencer, they need to get a win. And they want to start feeling good about themselves. But. Right, especially heading up against SBL. You do not want to come okay. in there 0-3. Who, who wants to be in the position like, yeah, we need a feel-good win about ourselves. Let's go play West Lyon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's play true. one of the, <laughs> traditionally one of the best teams in Iowa. But look, at I got to shout out my GTRA uh, Titans. They're going to be a little bit north of here in Okaboji, so hopefully they're 0-2. They can get off the schneid a little bit. Uh, also got Storm Lake Home. 
Humboldt. We see Humboldt next week, so that'll be and it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Yeah, I'm curious to see what uh, Storm Lake does against a legitimate team. And I mean, I think Humboldt, you know, Humboldt's going to be a step up in quality from what they've played so far. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he called me a great quality, but it's a, definitely a step up from you know what they what they've had on their menu here for the first two games. You want to talk about a team that's zero and two and probably not loving life? Bishop Heelan is zero and two. <laughs> they lost to Sioux City East and Glenwood, two teams they really thought they would probably take care of. And now they have to go to Hull Western. So 0-3 is kind of looking like it's going to be the uh, the the menu, the order off the menu for the Crusaders. And it's going to be, and it's unfortunately a battle of recruiting classes. <laughs> and uh, I don't think uh, Helens is probably going to stand up to Westerns this year, at least not on the football field. No, it's looking, it's look, not looking I, is like Travis Coima, and maybe you don't know this because I'm not sure, but Travis Coima was the head coach at Western. He has been for a number of years. I, I'm assuming he's still there. He actually was a quarterback at Boyden Hall Rock Valley under oh. Brant in Brant's early oh. years, and then he went on and played at Northwestern and they helped them to a couple of a national championship playoff appearances. So Coima is a very, very talented uh, coach there, and I think he helps coach basketball and a couple other things there too. So, oh, is, is Boyden Hall is that area? Are they got a basketball. I hadn't, I hadn't heard. Sioux County has a hi- bit of a history with uh, just a smidge. A little bit about the orange over there, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, Bishop Elon will definitely looking for a W. They're just as desperate as probably any zero and two team, including us. I mean that that school's that school. They're not used to losing. They lose two games in a season. That, and it's a bad that season. Who we got for homecoming here in a couple weeks. Well, Humboldt next home- week. Oh, it's a Humboldt. Humboldt. Okay. We, we played for a homecoming last year, didn't we? Uh, who Maybe was our was... homecoming game? Was it MLC last year? Might have been. Might have been the uh, the Cheapskates. I'm Man, not sure. I, I guess I got to quit or asking Denison. questions. I moved on. <laughs> I moved on from last year, so I focused. But that Storm Lake Humboldt, that'll be a very, a very interesting to hear the score of that game on the drive home on that uh, Iowa scoreboard show. For sure, for sure. Hey, this week's Midwest Youth Football League Regional Game of the Week. The Boyden Hall Rock Valley Nighthawks at the West Lion Wildcats. That game on Friday night in Inwood. The SDR Triple Option Regional Game of the Week is brought to you by the Midwest Youth Football League. Third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade players developing a love for the game and life. 16 communities, two states, one motto. Midwest Youth Football League, where winning is an attitude, not a score. Check them out at myfootball.com. Org. So, Randy, I'm going to put a golf ball on a um, – visualize this. i got my hand out in front of me here. I'm going to put the tee in the ground. I'm going to put the Titleist Pro V1 on top of it. I'm going to tee this one up for you, okay? Antonio Brown, go. Antonio Brown. Well, here's what I have to say about Antonio Brown. Randy is now grabbing his driver and getting to the tee. Yes, as I swing to take his little tiny head off that tee. Randy's about to drive at 350 down okay. Broadway. There, I'm not sure there's an, a man in the NFL with as much God-given talent as what this human being possesses on a football field, all jammed into an idiot's body. I, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. The guy, uh, you know you know what a Niners fan I am, and I, I just love Jerry Rice. I think this guy is every bit as talented as Jerry Rice. The difference is Jerry Rice was beloved. I mean, mm-hmm. the, across the NFL, even for people who didn't like the Niners, he was such a class act that people just loved him and recognized him regardless. I think you would agree with that. Oh, God. I know you're not a Niners fan, but I think you'd agree. How do you not, how do you not respect the hell out of Jerry Rice? Yeah. 
Brown has the same amount of talent, and people just think he's the biggest idiot in the world. Because he keeps doing knucklehead things. I mean, you go into a, what was that, a crypto cryo chamber, whatever the hell that thing was. You nuke your feet. Yeah, I mean, with no shoes on. It's like minus 9 million degrees in that thing. You're going without shoes. How stupid are you? Well, that, that and a lot of other things. Uh, you can't get along in Pittsburgh, where you got a quarterback who's made you a star. I mean, First ballot HOF, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and, and has made you a star. And then you cause a ruckus with him because you don't like sharing the ball with Schuster. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think he just oh, didn't yeah. like Schuster getting the touches. And Schuster benefited because he was on the field. He wasn't getting the same coverage, right? So, okay, he whines about that. So they deal with him, get him out of there, send him to Oakland, which was glad to have him because they take outcasts and boneheads <laughs> all the time. When and doubt, go to Oakland. And, and yet it's been their history, but they've had a way of making it work there. So you think it's a perfect fit for this fool. So he goes there, and then what does he do? He screws that up. So, you know, he he he, he, dis, he messes that up. Now he lines up with New England, which you're not going to get a better situation. You got the GOAT. You got the goat quarterback and probably the goat coach if you want to make the argument. No, I, 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 I don't I think, think it's, it's much argument. It's just either or. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it is. Okay, so you got these two guys. Now is your chance to get another Super Bowl ring. And guess what? Now he's got legal issues. Something else resurfaced. I pray that's not true. I pray that. Well, him and his legal team say it's a money grab. I, I hope that's seventy-five thousand dollars from an accomplished. I don't. Come on, that's if you're gonna money grab, money grab. This guy's oh, got yeah, go millions. Go for it. But, yeah, no kidding. Okay, okay, if that's if that's the case, I hope it's not true. And here's why I hope it's not true. Not because this idiot deserves it. But because there's another human mm -hmm. being involved yeah, that I exactly. would never want them to have to go no. through something like that. Awful. From that standpoint, if it is true, I hope they hang this moron out to dry. And I hope he goes to jail. And I hope he finds... I'm not even going to say what I hope he finds in jail. Yeah. But I'm, I just... Like I said, I cannot fathom a dumber human being on this planet for even putting himself in a situation where something like this could happen. He just thinks with his, in a nutshell, his head up his ass. He just does not do logical things. I, I, I just don't get it. Like you said, someone who's really smart but just does not think on his on his blistered feet. He <laughs> just yeah. does not have any common sense. And, you know, let's talk about some things that do have common sense, like uh, Graham Tire. Graham Tire has a lot of common sense, a lot of good tires there. Um, anything you need, service, oil, etc. etc. So you want me to do the read now? You might as that well. Was yeah. nice, that was, see, I see set that it up for me quite, quite like you did, Antonio. Well, I kind of set, uh, I set Graham Tire up on a tee because they deserve it because they're a local company and they do a great job. You know, they feature tires that fit your needs and prides themselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Call Graham Tire at seven one two two six two. Three seven zero zero. I would mother. I'd, I'd, I would much rather. There we go. Talk about our sponsors and then that dummy, wherever the heck he's well, at. At right least now, our Antonio sponsors Brown. deserve the airtime. Yes, they do. Antonio Brown. He doesn't really deserve anything, especially if those allegations are true. Just like you said, he put him in something. I'm not put him in. Talk about put it. him in prison and throw away the key. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, Hi V is excited to sponsor the sophomore season of the SDR Triple Option Podcast, and they're an extremely proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop Hy-Vee on Grand Avenue in Spencer, and if you ever want to talk football, 
Scott Thruckeld, he will talk to you about it for an hour, literally. Yeah, he did for Easily. us literally one day. We were the, oh, me too, last year. The uh, Spencer Youth Football Crew was in there sitting down, uh, having breakfast and going over cookie dough Good stuff. breakfast there. Good breakfast. And he uh, sat, literally sat down for about an hour and just visited with us about football. It's pretty cool. His boy Sam, really good linebacker. He's having a pretty good uh, season so far. Hearing his name, oh, speaking of this, and we'll go back to our, for our sponsors. KP's first touchdown against Webster City, Antique called it incomplete. The 87-yard bomb, Untit called it incomplete. Untit. We've heard you mess up numerous names throughout the years. Towns, names, teams, yard lines, yards gained, everything. KP stroke streaks in from 87 out to tie the game before half. You called the pass incomplete. What in the hell is wrong with you? Dude, come on. So, so far, I've had a rant about AB. And You've I, had a rant about LT. <laughs> we're going to call Larry, Larry Undeet. And uh, we're going to go back to our reads. But we both got these out of our system. I, I had to get that one in there. I, I would have looked back on this after the show and be like, I didn't bring that up. Crap. Looking for a great new job or employee? Let the certified staffing professionals at Employment Connection serve you. Call 712-262-9077 or stop by their office at 905 South Grand Avenue. Well, Carter Petzenauser can be extremely tough to catch when he gets in the open field. And insurance can be tough to tackle. Don't get stuck with a fourth and long. Score a touchdown by calling Community Insurance today. At 262-6444. That was Community Insurance of Spencer. Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons have been providing specialized care, including sports medicine as well as in-house physical therapy for 40 years. Visit them at nwiabone.com. With the big weekend coming up, I think this is a pretty good time to talk about pizza. <coughs> most, most definitely a good time to talk about pizza. Hawkeye Cyclones, Packers, Vikings, all sorts of stuff going on. And Northern Illinois v. Nebraska. Go Northern Illinois, by the way. Check out the back-to-school special at Papa Murphy's. Any size, family-size pizza, plus a side for just $12.99 through September 20th. Papa Murphy's at 1019 South Grand or call ahead 712-580-2112. I do a lot of Papa Murphy's. Oh, it's a good pizza. I like I like the fr- you, you, I like the fresh ingredients, and mm-hmm. then you go home and just bake it up yourself. Well, and there's all sorts of opportun- or, uh, options there too. I mean, you can go to them like I want pepperoni, not sausage, hamburger, not olives, not spinach, peppers. There's all sorts of opportunities there at Papa Murphy's. Do, do do a really good job. The only thing they won't do is cook it for you. That's where they draw the line. That and that's fine. I'll cook it myself. I'm good with that. So we want Spencer to take advantage of opportunities and you to take opportunities advantage of opportunities too when you go to Papa Murphy's. Absolutely. Oh, Spencer, Sp- SHS definitely needs to take care of opp- take advantage of opportunities, and I believe they will. This will be the week to uh, right the wrongs for sure. So, uh, TJ, big game coming up this weekend. It does not involve high school football teams. Yep. It's the... Uh, it's the state civil war, I think. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it's uh, it's the way it's built. Anyway. And we're not the only ones that think it's a big game. ESPN College game at Kirk Herb Street, as handsome as he is, will be there. Well, you know that's pretty cool this week that we're getting that getting the live love there. But you know, both teams came into the season with a you know top twenty five ranking, which mm-hmm. is the first time in a long time both of them have been recognized that high this early in the season. So. You know, I think they deserve deserves a little bit of attention. Plus, anybody that likes a flavor of college football, you're not going to get much better than the Hawkeyes and Cyclones meeting. Even when one team is abominable, abysmal, mm-hmm. and the other team is really good, for some reason, 
this game winds up traditionally being a little more competitive than you might expect some years. Well, and you always get that with a rivalry game. Um, it's just it's a te- it's a school you don't like, so your intensity level gets ramped up a little bit, and it's a team you know, so that's going to lead to a little closer game as well. So you factor those things in. Um, the Iowa Iowa State game is typically a good one, and this year will be no different. Us being Hawkeye fans. I think it's important for number one, Nate Stanley, just take care of the ball. If he plays like he has at Kinnick, plays like that on the road, Iowa can win any game on their schedule. But I think for this week, you know, with the college game day coming in, they've had a couple of weeks off. They're going to be really jacked up. Iowa's got to match their intensity level. If they don't, it could could be a long Saturday for us Hawkeye fans. Well, yeah, and the Cyclone fans do a great job of filling that stadium here the last couple years and really giving the the Cyclones some, some boost uh, with some energy in there, and that's that's been kind of cool well, to watch. And we've seen it. Ranked teams that come in, uh, Jack Trice, typically they don't leave very happy, and Iowa is that this week. No, they've, I mean, they've ruined some seasons here the last yes, couple yes, of years. Yes, they have. So it'll be it'll be a hell of a challenge for the Hawkeyes. But I, I think it's one they can handle. I think especially on the O&D line, Iowa should be able to kind of enforce their, uh, enforce their will, Pose so to their speak. Will, Impose yeah, their but, will, thank you. Well, and Kirk, it's no surprise, Kirk Ferentz knows what he's going to get. Uh, you know, and, and then vice versa. The two coaches know what the other one's going to bring to the table. So it should be a pretty a pretty exciting, fun game to watch. I look forward to it every year. My daughter's an Iowa State student. Uh, so Your youngest son is definitely a Cyclone fan. Yeah, my youngest. My wife tried to bet my uh, daughter's boyfriend, uh, Cooper McDermott, if you're listening, <laughs> um, tried to bet him on the game that the loser had to wear. If she, if she lost, she would wear a Cyclone shirt around and if he lost he had to wear a hawkeye shirt to class for the next day and he wouldn't take the bet so if you're a betting man don't bet on uh, cooper mcdermott's uh, loyalty to the team because he's not willing to make take that bet well real quick speaking of being a betting man if you've been tailing me i am you know i'm batting uh 66 here eight out of four i mean that's, yeah, it was a good week for you actually week. check that 75 percent. where's my math jeepers cripes i'm so upset about that god dang it okay um Back to school, but a, a five and no, one wait, I'm week right. for you. It was sixty-six percent. God dang it, my math is so wrong. Five and one week for you last week. Yes, so. eight and four on the season. So we're gonna we're gonna try and keep this train rolling here. I've got seven games this week. I know it's TJ's top five, but yeah, I do what I want. I wanted seven this week. So, Mister Cawthorn, why don't you give me my first game there, partner? This week, TJ's top whatever he wants it to be yep. is brought to you by a cheap winning streak. It, what? Game number one, Chicago at Denver. This is one of my favorite plays of the week. It's the Bears by two and a half at Denver. I'm taking the Broncos, Justin. Don't give me that look. All right, all right. D- don't give me that look. All right. I would pick the Rockies over the Cubs, too. <laughs> anyway, I like the Broncos. They're always tough to beat at home with that altitude, and their fans really get into it. Speaking of a, a fan base that really packs the stadium, those Bronco fans at Mile High, they really do. And you look at it, Denver's coach now is Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator for the Bears last year, so if there's going to be a team that knows how to attack Chicago's offense and knows what they're doing on defense, it's going to be Denver. And besides that, like I said, Denver's really tough to beat at home, and you're giving me points in the Broncos at home in September all day, baby. Take the Broncos, get in the two and a half. Mr. Cawthon, give me my second game. Philadelphia and Atlanta. (laughs) What on earth was that? It's This is the Sunday night football game on NBC. It's Philadelphia by a point and a half at the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons in this one, going with home dogs this week. A lot of home dogs getting points, which is really unlikely or unheard of in the NFL. But uh, 
Atlanta, they laid an egg last week against my Vikings, which I predicted, by the way, in case anybody uh, remembered that. But uh, they're going to be, you as an NFL team, typically when you lay an egg, you come out that wet next week and you play really hard, especially at home on Sunday night football. The Falcons will be looking for a little retribution. And frankly, the Eagles, they almost laid an egg last week against the Redskins. The Redskins aren't any good. They had to come from behind in the second half to beat Washington. So I like the I like Atlanta getting the points at home. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they won the game outright. So Randy, how about my uh, next game? Yes, this one is from my former governor <laughs> state, uh, the L.A. Chargers, taking on the team from the murder capital of America, Detroit. That was a pretty good governor. That was good. Thank you very much. Uh, that Get almost to the chopper. that almost almost rivals some of uh, Shag Nasty's. Uh, voices there that was solid but anyway the chargers by two and a half at the lions i'm gonna i'm gonna take the lions in this one another home dog getting points that i am in love with chargers did not play good last week they, they really didn't they at home whatever home field advantage you want to call that they barely beat the colts who are now sans andrew luck now they have to go cross country play a noon kick against the lions the lions really feel like they got they let one get away they still tied but they should have never tied that game so they'll be back home now they'll be uh well rested and they'll be ready to go out and prove uh prove something to themselves so i like the lions getting the points at home so randy why don't you give me my fourth game you betcha brother indianapolis at tennessee was that the hulkster that was brother brother um it's the titans by three i'm gonna take the titans in this one i'm not the Colts, yeah, you played good last week. I'm not sold on the uh, on the Chargers yet. I want to see some more out of them. Um, and you played them at at their place. Their place is not a home field advantage at all. So credit credit to you. You know, you, you took them to overtime and you still lost. But this week at Tennessee, and Tennessee off a really nice win against Cleveland where they just hammered the hype train known as the Cleveland Browns. So without Andrew Luck going into Tennessee, I think the Titans easily beat them by a field goal or more. So... Randy, why don't you give me my fifth game? It's a two-team teaser, which I tried explaining to you last week. Oh, boy. It's a two-team teaser. Jacksonville at Houston and Chicago at Denver. So since I like... Okay, so there's a two-team teaser, guys. So you get six points either way. So what I'm doing... It is Houston by nine, and I'm doing a six-point teaser. So I got to win two parts of this bet to get it right. So I'm taking Houston from minus nine to minus three, and I'm also going to tease that with Chicago at Denver. Denver's getting two and a half points. I'm going to tease them up to eight and a half. So to win this bet, Houston has to win by three, and Denver has to cover eight and a half against the Bears for me to win that bet. But, hey, I like the Broncos uh, getting two and a half, so why the hell wouldn't I like them getting eight and a half? So. The big game in the state of this Iowa. This is my sixth game. Let's do it. Iowa at Iowa State. All right. So this one, I'm cheating a smidge. All right. I'm cheating a smidge. Cheater. I saw this game Monday morning. The The line was Hawkeyes were getting a point. I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. I'm going to wait for a money line so I can how, get some better how, odds. How are the Hawkeyes getting a point in this game? They're the ranked team. Dude, you didn't you didn't let me finish. I, I, I'm just going This ahead. is Thursday. This is Thursday. Okay. The Hawkeyes were getting a point Monday morning. So, I wanted to wait a little bit because I wanted to get a money line so I can get some better odds. I looked an hour later, Iowa was a one-point favorite. So, professionals from Vegas went in and they hammered Iowa. They are like, oh, yeah, buddy, I'm taking Iowa. So, I got Iowa personally at, by a point. Now, it's up to Iowa by two and a half. So, I'm giving myself credit for the Iowa by a point on that one. Now, it's two and a half. I would still feel confident taking the Hawkeyes by two and a half. But anyway, I'm riding the Hawkeyes this week. Uh, I think they'll cover and win the game in Jack Trice. And Cyhawk ain't going nowhere. They do call it the Hawkeye State for a reason. you damn right. So, Randy, I got 
one final game, and it's an NCAA teaser, and I'm loving this one. Randy, introduce it for me, partner. Oh, boy. A double two-game teaser this week. Oklahoma at UCLA and Northern Illinois at Nebraska. So my fellow gamblers out there, this is great. If you're a Hawkeye or a Cyclone fan, we play at 3 o'clock, okay? So our game should get over about 6, 6.30, unless it goes to overtime, then it'll drag on a little bit. So if you've got some action like I do on Iowa, Iowa State, whether you win that one or you lose that one, you're going to be looking for a rebound, right? Or a place to spend your winnings. This one is easy. Two-team NCAA teaser. Both these games kick off at 7 o'clock. So Oklahoma at UCLA. It's Oklahoma by 20. Six-point tees them down to by 14, as UCLA is no good. Oklahoma will probably beat them by 20 or more. UCLA sucks. And then the other one, this game also is at 7. Northern Illinois is getting 14 at Nebraska. Tees them up to 20 because there is no way Nebraska is beating a solid program like Northern Illinois by more than 20 points. So, tees Oklahoma and Northern Illinois in that one. And to recap my picks, I got the Broncos, Falcons, Lions, Titans, a two-team teaser with the Texans and the Broncos. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Then a two-team teaser with the Sooners and the Northern Illinois Huskies. Very nice. Thank you so much, Mr. TJ, for your top seven picks. How many picks is it going to be next week? Uh, whatever I find and I like. <laughs> whatever you like. Okay, we'll go with that. Well, we'll take a moment here. Quit beating up the microphone, will you? <laughs> Wrinkle your paper away from the mic. Fair hey, enough. That's all right. I want to thank uh, JT. That's what we call him here. He's part of the gang. Uh, JT for his hard work uh, over there producing this uh, insane show. And of course, TJ Murphy, my partner in crime. You know, that's kind of a reversal. We got JT and TJ. That works out rather nicely. And you are RC. RC indeed. We can't call you cola because you're drinking water. RC water. There you go. Hey, watch us on Friday night before the game about 6.30 at halftime. And then tune in after the game for a recap from Orange City as the Tigers and MOC Floyd Valley hook it up. We'll be with you on Facebook Live from the STR Triple Option podcast. We will see you next week back here in the studio. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is brought to you by Brown's Shoe Fit, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, Clay County Motors, Insurance Associates of Spencer, Employment Connections, Holly Brink, Designated Managing Broker, EXP Realty, Hy-V, Nelson Jewelry, Community Insurance, Papa Murphy's, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, Graham Tire, MyFL, and Spencer Auto Parts. That'll do it for this week's SDR Triple Option Podcast. Tune in next week as we get geared up for Spencer's homecoming. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. Number two. That was a long number one. I thought that was like three and four. Sorry. Number two. (laughs)